0: Coming up on The Potter's Touch. God steps in when you run out of strength and you run out of ideas and you run out of willpower and God says, I'm going to do this, I'm going to deliver you, I'm going to bless you. Look at your neighbor and say, nothing just happens. You're, you're at the right place at the right time with the right people doing the right thing and God is about to show off in your life. Listen, I'm excited to share the word of the Lord with you. I believe that God is going to speak into your life in a powerful way. We're taking you back and sharing some word that has had tremendous impact into the lives of God's people. I want you to hear this message. The message is called Nothing Just Happens. I believe it will speak to you in a very profound and didactic way. I want you to receive the word with gladness. Get a pencil, get a pad, whatever you need. iPad, I don't care what you use, but get ready to go to the word of God. Take a look. When we look down into the book of Ruth, I am particularly fascinated over this phrase. as she begins to talk about up under the coercion of Naomi, who becomes a mentor, as it were, for her. She finds herself and she says that she seemingly happened over to the field of Bowie. And and, and there's some things that you need to understand. It, It is no coincidence, the whole story is no coincidence that when the famine broke out, when the famine first broke out in Bethlehem and Elimelech takes Naomi, his wife and his two little boys and says We're, we've got to get out of here, we can't eat and we can't make it. It, it. it was not by happenstance, nothing 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 happens by accident, you need to understand that he led them out and takes them over into Moab and when he gets them over into Moab he puts them in a situation where where God begins to orchestrate his will in their life. Look at somebody and say, nothing just happens. So there he is in Moab in a situation where these two young men find two young ladies and they happen to get married over there and and all of a sudden they have embraced these uh, Moabite girls and made them their wives and none of this happened by accident but nothing, everything that God has ever done in our lives is orchestrated that we might understand that there is some master plan, that there is not a sequence of chaotic events that occur. But in fact, God is in control. Say, nothing just happens. (laughs) It's important that you look backwards and understand that even in the famine, God was there. Uh, giving them a particular city to go to they could have went to many peripheral cities other than Moab But God somehow predestined for them to end up in Moab because the the will of God was to be worked out in their lives by them going to Moab and when they got over there just seemingly it was a good idea to go over there and they got over there But God was ordering their steps They met two girls and married them. It seemed like a good idea, but nothing just happens God was in the plan all the while and and then and then Naomi goes through these terrible experiences she loses her husband she loses her companion she loses her lifelong friend and if that were not enough to break our hearts as we read the story because it is painful anytime you lose a spouse, someone with whom you have shared your life, someone with whom you could trust, someone with whom had led you through bad times and walked you through crisis and all of a sudden she finds herself alone and in pain sleeping alone at night, getting up in the morning by herself, fixing breakfast for someone who's not there, missing their sound, missing their touch, missing the reality of their presence, wrapping herself up in a blanket at night, trying to remember what it was like to be held by a limb, like He was gone, vanished in the night. Death tips in almost in, with tennis shoes, on tiptoe, snatches out of our bed those that we love and leaves us alienated, confused, and perplexed with this kind of pain that she wrestled with and groped with. And if that had not been enough She soon gets the news that not one of her sons, but both of her sons were dead. Now it is tragic to lose a husband. But we understand that as we get older, we all face the possibility that we might be separated by death. Did we not say when we married till death do us part? We entered into an understanding that death might be the separator that divorced us one from another. We understood that marriage was just for a lifetime. But when we have our children, we do not expect to bury our children If there were anything that were to break a mother's heart, to take the gleam out of her eye, to take the smile out of her face, it is to look down into the cold confines of a casket and see the the withered remains of a child that she had once nursed at her own breast and held in her own arms and recognized that her baby was dead and then not one but two. And at that point, all joy went out of her spirit and there was nothing left but sorrow. And it was of this that she began to write, She said, I I could deal with the famine. I dealt with the famine. I thought the famine was terrible. She said, but I was still full. I left left Bethlehem full because I had my husband. I had my children. She said, but now I'm empty. I want to caution you because before she lost her children and before she lost her husband, the famine was a real problem. But after she lost her husband and lost her children, she began to recognize that some of the things that you're whining about really don't matter. I caution you this morning that you resist the temptation to complain about things that don't matter and what people said about you and who hurt you and who didn't like you and who wasn't there for you and who's fighting you on your job. Save your tears, baby, because if you keep living long enough, you'll go through some real things that make your skin crawl. I mean, the kind of things that make you hug yourself at night. Have you ever gone through somewhere you had to hug yourself because you couldn't find anybody else to hug you. Have you ever had to wrap your arm? Oh no. I know you don't want nobody to know that you know what I'm talking about, but there are a few people in this room who know what it is to take a pillow and bunch it up around them and wish it was a person and stick your face over into the pillow and scream in the middle of the night. There are a few people in this room who know what it is to have tears to go across the bridge of your nose and not have not one handkerchief nor hand to hold it to wipe it from your face and to wake up in The morning, and to know that the problem is still there, but you still got to go to work, and you still got to deal with the issue, and you still got to keep on going on because life will hand you trouble. Touch somebody and say, "But nothing just happens. Nothing just happens. Nothing." just happens. Nothing just happens. These three women, a trinity of pain and sorrow and depression and fear have come to a separating point point. and Naomi says to them, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going home now. I've got nothing else to stay here for. My sons are dead. My husband is dead. My life is over. I might as well go back to Bethlehem. Don't call me Naomi anymore because Naomi means my joy and I'm not happy anymore. Call me Mara because I'm a bitter woman full of sorrow and pain and she renames herself and she gets ready to go and, and the Bible talks oh so poetically how these three women huddle together. For many, many times when you've gone through great pain, the best friends you have are people who have been through what you've been through. Oh God. What we need in sorrow is somebody who will cry with us. Jesus cried in the garden of Gethsemane till great drops of sweat like blood fell from his brow and his three closest friends were asleep. He was frustrated with the fellowship because they would not share his pain. Fellowship becomes intense. The opiate of fellowship begins at the point that when I weep, you weep with me. When I rejoice, you rejoice with me. I know you're my friend when you're happy for me. I I don't trust nobody who's who's not happy for me when I'm happy. I'll be laughing and looking in your eye. And if your eye don't light up, I always write it down. (laughs) Always write it down. Because sometimes people are smile, but they're really not happy for you. you, you, you got to find somebody that's glad when you're glad and cry when you cry. Oh, do you hear what I'm saying? When, when, when I'm going through sorrow, I look for somebody who's really sad, not faking, not putting on a front, but somebody who really feels what I feel. And the three women wept together. Just, just for rehearsal, touch somebody and say, will you cry with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't I don't need to wonder when you fly with me I don't need to wonder when you drive with me I don't need to wonder when you build with me I don't need to wonder when you sit at the pinnacle of success with me but I just want to know when you cry with me is there anybody left oh God I feel like preaching is there anybody left who knows how to cry with me and so the three women in a huddle like football players, with their arms wrapped around each other, their tears ran down their face and mixed together in a puddle in mud on the floor as they shed their tears over problems that none of them could fix. And at the end of their weeping, Naomi says, I'm going home. I've had enough. This is it. I'm going on back. And when they started weeping, they weeped for her to stay. And she said, it's ridiculous for you to ask me to stay. I can't, I can't stay. If I met a man right now and got pregnant right now, would you marry my sons? She said, by the time they got grown again, it'd be too late. She said, now time is a problem. Look at somebody and say, time is a problem. What what do you do? What do you do, my brothers and sisters, when when, when you you still got the passion, but you're running out of time? What, what, What do you do? What do you do when time is against you? And and you know what needs to be done. And if you had the benefit of all your experience and all your knowledge, having gone through what you've gone through, if you had more time, you could fix it. but but, but time is against you what what, what do you do when you don't have time to remarry start all over again build a life and fix it she she says time is against me there are some people sitting out in the audience right now that if you could live your life over again you would live it so much better so much smarter and and you're frustrated right now because you say oh God why did you let me learn so much so late I'm going to challenge you to understand that God let you learn what you needed to learn when you needed to learn it. I'm going to challenge you to understand that if God would have wanted you to mature sooner, you would have matured sooner. I want you to understand that the time is right for God's divine purpose in your life. Oh God, I'm getting ready to blow your mind. And God, incidentally, doesn't want you to be too strong when he blesses you anyway. Because if God would have given it to you when you were strong, you would have praised your strength. So God waits till your knees are wrinkled and your breasts are sagging and it's too late for you to do anything about it. And God When you run out of strength and you run out of ideas and you run out of willpower and God says, I'm going to do this. I'm going to deliver you. I'm going to bless you. Look at your neighbor and say, nothing just happens. You're, You're at the right place at the right time with the right people doing the right thing. And God is about to show off in your life. Nothing just happened. Say it with me. Nothing just happened. Say it with me. Nothing just happened. Say it again. Nothing. Say it again. Nothing. Say it again. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God. Look at your name and shake their hand like you're going to shake it off and say it's not too late. Still to come on The Potter's Touch. God is moving you systematically toward a predestined ear. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against you. God will condemn, God will do it. I don't rebuke you, I'm like Michael. I don't rebuke you, but the Lord, get back, Satan. I want to thank my partners for your faithful support and provide an opportunity for others to join hands with us to fulfill the Great Commission. PDJ's Jake's Global Partnership System is healing the hurting, feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, making a difference by touching the lives of people all around the globe. If you want to be a part of Jesus Love Revolution, join hands with us. We're one global family, touching the world with the Father's love. And so, they've held each other in their circle as long as they could. And when they could hold each other no longer, and when not one more tear would come, they broke their circle. Oprah broke loose and she says, I'm going back to Moab. And she turned and walked away. This is one of the most critical points of the text. Who goes and who stays has everything to do with your story. Lord, have mercy. If you want the answer to life, Watch who goes and watch who stays. Oprah got ready to go. She loved Naomi, but she could leave her. There are folks who love you, but they can leave you. When they love you and they leave you, I learned something. Don't stop them. Y- 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 y'all can't handle me it like this. I learned to let folks go. Some of you have spent the last 10 years trying to hold somebody who didn't want to be held, keep somebody who didn't want to be kept, talk somebody into coming back who didn't want to come back. I learned to let them go the Bible said doors he shuts no man can open them and when God shuts the door it ain't no need of you trying to shake the lock just let the door close because God knows better than you do what you need who am I preaching to today I don't know who I'm preaching to but my word to you is let them go let them go release them out of your spirit, out of your mind The book said, they came out from us, that it might be made manifest, that they were not of us, for had they been of us, no doubt they would have continued with us. I'm going to quote it for you again. The, The book said, they came out from us, that it might be made manifest, that they were not of us, for had they been of us, no doubt they would have continued with us. People leave you because they're not joined to you. And when they're not joined to you, they can't stay. They can't stay. They can't stay. Even if they love you, they can't stay. They can't stay because they don't fit. But if you ever fit, you can't leave. I can get on your nerves, but you got to stay. I can hurt your feelings, but you got oh! to You don't hear what I'm saying. Oh! Shadda left Naomi because she could. When they leave you and they're able to do it, it's a sign that they weren't of you. Because if they're really going to you, they can try to leave and they say, I just got to come back to we just got it's just, it's something about you. I just feel like my destiny is tied to you. I got. We got to work this thing out. When I said what you thought, I didn't mean what you thought that I said. Cause deep down is not because there. Something got me connected here. It's something got me hooked up, and I'm not happy apart from you. Cause you and me supposed to do something together. I don't know what it is. I don't know how it is. I don't know where it is. But my destiny is. I, my destiny is. I, And so, kiss Orpah goodbye. It's not that she's a bad person. It's just that her destiny was not tied to Naomi. But Ruth, Ruth looked at her other sister-in-law go away and she looked at her mother-in-law getting ready to leave. She looked at her sister-in-law, Orpa, going and Naomi going this way. And she's stuck in the middle. She has the decision to make. Do I just like this woman or am I connected to this woman? Out of her heart flows the most beautiful poetry. As the Lord liveth, I shall not leave thee. Where thou livest, I shall live. Where thou eatest, I shall eat. Where thou diest, I shall die. Thy people shall be my people. Thy God shall be my God. I don't even understand where we're going, but I'm going with you. What is happening in this text is so awesome. (laughs) Because they are spending their lives together. Do you understand, I'm going to try to make you see this, do you understand that we are spending our life together, that your story will never be able to be written and not mention me, that I am a part of your life, and that you are a part of my life. And that we are spending moments together. When Ruth and Naomi started walking to Bethlehem, they were spending their life together. And nothing just happens. There was a reason. My God, it hit me. All God used in for. 4, was to bring Naomi to Moab so that she could meet Ruth. And when Elimelech had brought that old woman to Ruth, that's why he died. Because it wasn't about Elimelech. Y'all can't handle this kind of Sometimes, oh God, sometimes you'll meet somebody. One person who changes the rest of your life they don't have to be your color they don't have to be your culture or from your country but God will use them to revolutionize your life and everybody you met before was scaffolding just used to bring you to the point that where you are right now do you understand what I'm saying I'm trying to get you to understand let me let me whip this on you let me whip can y'all y'all look like you can handle some word I, I, what I'm trying to get you to see see you keep looking at the puppet on the stage but I'm trying to get you to see the master behind the curtain the master in, in a puppet show everything the furniture the curtain the puppet everything has got strings on it and, and you keep watching the show, but the real artist is not on the stage. The real artist is the puppet master who's pulling strings and moving drapes and moving curtains and, and, and the issues on your life. God had a string on everything in your life. And a lot of people left you because they were just props and Went, uh, <laughs> went, 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 went. When they had done what they were supposed to do, he snatched them out. When when this one's time was over, he snatched them out. Because God is moving you systematically toward a predestined end. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against you, God will condemn. God will do it. I don't rebuke you. I'm like Michael. I don't rebuke you. But the Lord, get back Satan. if you understand that nothing just happens you begin to understand that even your mess-up even your mess-up was a setup you, you begin to stand, understand that 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 that, that, <laughs> that all things work together for the good of them that love the lord who are the called according to his purpose that even when you blew it, it was a setup. That even your setback was a setup for a comeback. That, how oh, y'all don't give it? I'm gonna try to just pull one thing, but I, I can pull anything. God told Jonah to go to Nineveh. It was clear, it was plain what the word of God was. Jonah, go to Nineveh. Jonah jumped on a boat going to Tarshish when in the other direction, a storm arose. The men became fearful. They threw Jonah off the boats into the sea. Look at somebody say, but nothing just happens. If Jonah wasn't supposed to try to go to Tarshish, how come God had a fish? I don't know whether you can handle this or not. Testimony said, Nothing just happens. Even when I blew it, God had a fish waiting for me. He knew I was gonna blow it. He knew where I was gonna blow it at. He already made provisions. My mishap was a setup for a comeback and glow. in here today, but God said, I'm going to take your mess up, and I'm going to use it for a setup, and when I, when I pull you out of this, they're going to know that you're my style, they're going to know that it's not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit said, Lord, somebody give Him glory. I've got to stop there. It's been a real joy to have this opportunity to be in your home or wherever you are to share the word of the Lord with you. I pray, God, that you would understand that God is sovereign and that he is absolute and he orchestrates our affairs and he has a way of making even bad things work together for good. All things work together for the good of them that love the Lord. Nothing is just happening in your life. God has a plan. Stick to the plan. Even when you don't understand the plan, the best Oh, bless his name, Is yet to come. Have a blessed day. God be with you till we meet again. I want to thank my partners for your faithful support and provide an opportunity for others to join hands with us to fulfill the Great Commission. TDJ's Global Partnership System is healing the hurting, feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, making a difference by touching the lives of people all around the globe. If you want to be a part of Jesus Love Revolution... Join hands with us. We're one global family, touching the world with the Father's love. More than you asked for, bigger than you dreamed, and beyond comprehension. God's favor ain't fair. Stop apologizing. Stop feeling bad. Stop trying to explain it. because favor ain't fair. For your gift of any size, you will receive the favor a fair three message set on DVD. You want to be accepted by your peers when it wasn't your peers that blessed you in the first place. It was the Lord that blessed you. Don't forget who And when your gift is $100 or more, you will receive the Favor A Fair DVD set, your very own Season of Favor journal that includes daily uplifting scriptures, as well as T.D. Jake's Classics, Volume 7, four blockbuster messages on CD and DVD. If you don't start believing it, you won't start receiving it. After you've been through hell and high water, God has got something better for you. God is taking you to a new level of favor today. Get your neighbor and say, it happened, but it didn't just happen, because nothing just happens. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. He delighted in his way. God predestined for you to be at this service. He's already prepared what you need right at this place the reason that you made it here, the traffic didn't stop you, phone calls didn't stop you, adversity didn't stop you, Something said you had to be here. God is pulling strings in your life, and when God orders a blessing, no devil in hell.